Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130. To Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991. To Boston, Bloomberg 1200. To San Francisco, Bloomberg 960. To the country, Sirius XM Channel 119. And around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Taking Stock. Coming up on Taking Stock, government data showing that employers added just 160,000 jobs in April. The unemployment rate holding steady at 5%. We're going to be speaking with Heidi Scherholz, Labor Secretary Tom Perez's chief economist. Find out what's going on with hiring. But right now we want to know what's going on with world and business news. Let's go to Catherine Cowdery in the Bloomberg Newsroom. Thank you, Pim. While the stock market is staging a comeback, resource producers are rallying along with prices for metals from gold to copper. Treasuries are still declining. A slowdown in jobs growth coupled with accelerating wage gains did little to change views on the timing for higher interest rates. Mohamed El-Arian, chief economic advisor at Allianz and a Bloomberg View columnist, had this reaction to the jobs report. If you look at the internals of this employment report, it's actually quite mixed. So to conclude that quickly that June is completely out of the question and that we're unlikely to get a hike in 2016, I think is going too far. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day. Dow Industrial Average is up 69 points, a gain of four-tenths of a percent. It's trading at 17,729. S&P 500 up five points, a quarter percent, trading at 2,055. The Nasdaq is higher by nine points, two-tenths of a percent. It's trading at 47.26. West Texas Intermediate Crude Oil up 28 cents a barrel, two-thirds of a percent at 44.61. Spot Gold is up $18 an ounce at 12.90.30. Ten-year Treasury down 9.30 seconds with a yield of 1.77%. Among today's top business stories, Amazon.com plans to eliminate gaps in its free same-day delivery service in all 27 cities where it's offered, responding to complaints that some minority neighborhoods were not included. Amazon made the pledge in a statement obtained by the Congressional Black Caucus. In a statement, Amazon said it will be expanding its prime same-day service to every zip code of the 27 cities where the service is currently offered. The University of Texas is the latest investor to reveal that it was burned by Valiant Pharmaceuticals. The once high-flying pharmaceutical company is under scrutiny for its billing practices. It's 2.32 on Wall Street, and that means it's time to get an update of some of the other stories we're following right here on Bloomberg Radio. Thank you, Catherine. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Elisa Parenti. This news update is brought to you by T2 Computing, a new kind of IT solutions company for workflow, mobility, and infrastructure. Let them explain how their expertise can help you gain greater business value. Visit T2Computing.com for more information. President Obama says voters need to remember that the presidency is, quote, a serious job and not a reality show. Answering questions at the White House today, Mr. Obama said Americans need to ask themselves whether the presumptive Republican nominee really represents their views. There is no doubt that there is a debate that's taken place inside the Republican Party about who they are and what they represent. Um, their standard bearer at the moment is Donald Trump. Donald Trump is promising to unite a fractured party, but he'll have to win over some top Republicans, including House Speaker Paul Ryan. Former GOP presidential candidate Bobby Jindal says he will support the party's candidate. For me as a conservative, it really is a binary choice. It really is, what is the conservative thing to do? I'm voting for Donald Trump because I don't think we can afford four more years of liberal incompetence. Republican National Committee Chairman Reince Priebus said today he supports Trump 
even if he disagrees with his tone and some of his ideas. Police are asking for the public's help in identifying the people who stole a statue from a Roman Catholic church in Brooklyn. The Sacred Heart statue of Jesus swiped from St. Peter and Paul Roman Catholic Church on 71 South 3rd Street last weekend. Police have released surveillance video of three suspects. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists in more than 150 news bureaus around the world. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Elisa Parenti. Catherine? Thank you. And now let's get a quick update of those equity benchmarks. Dow Industrial Average is up 69 points at 17,729. S&P 500 erased earlier losses, currently up 5 points at 2,055. The Nasdaq is up nearly 10 points at 47.26. And that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. This is Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. Employers in the United States scaling back their April hiring amid some weaker economic growth, but the wages increased last month and the work week grew longer. Let's find out what's going on with the U.S. economy. We have Heidi Scherholz, the chief economist for Labor Secretary Tom Perez. Heidi, thanks very much for being here. Heidi? Thank you very much for having me. All right. So, uh, Heidi, can you as step back as an economist? You're not responsible for the data. You just interpret it. Looking at the details, what does it tell you? So we our job streak continued in April. We added 160,000 jobs. That's actually lower than the pace of growth that we had been seeing, but it's well above the pace that we need to keep the unemployment rate low and stable. So just to sort of put a number on that, estimates from a wide variety of sources are that right now we need around 80,000 jobs just to sort of hold steady. So we got double that. So it's not the 200,000 plus that we have been seeing, but it's a very solid number. The the other thing that I think is um, useful to just keep in mind is that there's always a lot of sort of month-to-month variability in these numbers. Last year, we averaged 229,000 jobs on average per month, and we had three months in the year where we got job growth of 150,000 or less. And so it's just a sort of common thing where you see this bouncing around. So we don't get too freaked out if it's a lower number. We don't get too giddy if it's a really high number. Um, This represents pretty solid job growth. All right. If it represents a solid job growth, where is the weakness in the job in the job uh, sector? Yeah, you know the the thing that I think is just the the uh, key ongoing thing that I'm got my eyes on with these numbers is wage growth, and we are seeing some acceleration of wage growth over the last year. Wages grew two point five percent with low inflation. That means workers are seeing some real gains, but we just have a lot of ground to make up. Yeah, but the Which, question – but hang on, Heidi. The, the, the question was where was the weakness in the actual jobs report? I was under the impression that retailers oh, were cutting payrolls yeah. and that also construction companies had been adding the fewest uh, positions uh, since uh, last June. Yes, you're totally okay. right. I was interpreting jobs report broadly. No, no, I you're, appreciate no, it. Go ahead. You are, you're absolutely right. So, uh, yes, the retail numbers were low. Um, the, the construction numbers were low. Both of those things, particularly construction, um, could be have a big weather component, and it's not the weather component that we typically think of where, oh, we got a huge snowstorm, and that's why the numbers were low, which happens on occasion in winter months. This is a different story. 
Here what we saw is extremely mild weather in the in February and March. And so some of the hiring that would have otherwise happened in April in, for example, construction, instead got pulled forward. And so employers hired those people early. So we saw big gains in construction in February and March. And this and and the April numbers in construction looked quite weak by comparison. But I think that um I, I believe due to the weather effects of very mild February and March that we had, I'm not too concerned that we're seeing a an ongoing slowdown in construction, but that's definitely something I'll be keeping my eyes on. Okay, so now move on to uh, the wage uh, growth, but also the uh, the work week. It grew longer for workers. Yeah, it, it increased. That's very good news. I um, it, it had ticked down earlier, so it's not it's, – it's still within the – a band that we've been seeing for quite some time now. The work week basically is kind of moving sideways at this point, fluctuating up and down a little bit. But one of the things that the increasing work week just is um, sort of provides some comfort when that when you get a, a jobs number that's 160 when everyone expected 200. One of the things you do is look for signs of. Do I think this is a one-off, or do I think there's signs that this may be signaling some sort of, like, ongoing softening? And the fact that the work week increased is a very good sign, that that, that we didn't see the strong, the 200,000-plus job growth, but the increase in hours means that we're um, sort of offset some of the, the, the decline in job growth job growth in a way that make it, that comforts economists because that can be a leading indicator if we are going to be seeing ongoing dramatically reduced job growth i would expect to see hours drop rather than increase and the jobless rate uh, remaining at 5% is that likely to indicate full employment or near full employment so i think that the other signs in the labor market suggest that we aren't there yet, that there's still a ways to go. We have made enormous progress. The worst of it, the unemployment was 10%. We're now, we've now cut that in half. So we've, we've made tremendous progress, but I don't think we're done yet. And so just to put it in context, uh, before the recession, for the two years before the Great Recession hit, the unemployment rate averaged 4.6%. And today at 5%. Thank you very much, Heidi Scherholz, the uh, economist, chief economist for the Department of Labor, Secretary Tom Perez. You're listening to Taking Stock on Bloomberg Radio. Bloomberg Taking Stock is brought to you by Jaguar Manhattan. Visit Jaguar Manhattan today, where New York goes for luxury. Conveniently located at 54th and 11th Avenue and online at jaguarmanhattan.com. Jaguar Manhattan is at your service.